Welcome back to episode 73 of the Block Runner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, what are the long-term implications of NFT game assets? Next, we break down the Ethereum gas fee and why it's high right now. Then, what activity could bring a thousand daily active users to Decentraland? And finally, the Ethermon garden meta is only the beginning. All right, let's listen in. Dude, thank you for being here in these COVID conditions, round 2.0. Yeah, yeah, we're back to COVID edition. Yeah, man. Uh, I guess with COVID coming back, well, at least in Texas, it's getting pretty uh, pretty bad for at least the hospitals. Uh, they're they're at like 97% capacity. And here in Houston, right? Here in Houston, yeah. Yeah, and like a couple other states. Well, basically, like... Uh, well, hold on. To say here in Houston is, is to say a lot because we have the biggest hospital... Okay healthcare um like physical facility in on the planet i believe and they're at 97 percent. so it's a testament to this also what you just said is the hospitalization rates going up but the death rate isn't at least for us in particular oh yeah so i don't know i don't know you could you could chalk that up to i guess like you just said top tier healthcare system i don't know yeah it could be i don't know i'm gonna claim that you know <laughs> that's what it is yeah houston needs some kind of like you know notoriety dude we're a pretty boring city yeah i mean oil industry uh obviously healthcare. that's about it yeah like retired space programs and shit like that's just pretty much what we're known for i don't know we yeah. got uh, a couple of crappy rappers that came out of here <laughs> that's about <laughs> it it's all right it's yeah. a cool place to live. houston's a good place to like come and work and create a life for yourself because like cost of living so low yeah but dude i'm like i'm ready to get out of here dude yeah it's just like it's so boring and mundane like the landscape dude it's just like flat concrete shopping malls everywhere you see yeah you know? <laughs> tired of that shit dude uh well decentraland is pretty flat too right yeah man that's a that's a good point i was thinking about that like <clears throat> oh well, if you man, if you didn't you make don't it put like yeah if you didn't make it flat then you would be arbitrarily selecting areas with like higher value like on a mountain or whatever yeah and i was gonna say like be tough they should have sprinkled in some like rivers and yeah like but then it's like why are we making this shit look like earth you know what i mean yeah why would you do that yeah but that would be an interesting build if you make like if you have a have a district you just like make a mountain and then you just like carve out sections of it to like build it out you know that would be quite an interesting build like a house in the mountain? Yeah. You could actually live out your, your Iron Man fantasy, dude. There you go, yeah. Like <laughs> saucer in the fucking mountain. Hell Remember yeah. that car? Dude, Hell we yeah. talk about that, dude. Let's well, go down memory lane, dude. Well, yeah, I guess you started off because... Well, you know, know what I'm talking about, right? Like, remember like three or four months ago when we first started this whole endeavor? And like, uh, you were really questioning the viability of like these uh, houses and shit. In oh yeah, land. yeah, 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 for sure. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember dude, that. Now we're like, now we're three or four months down the line, dude. Those are like the hottest selling things in the <laughs> market, dude. These goddamn houses, bro. Yeah. You see, did, didn't I? Didn't I tell you, Willis? Yeah, I, I mean, um, yeah. There, I, I see. There's a market for people <laughs> who want to 
build out their their landscape in a like a, a homey type of environment. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't know if like the the replayability aspect of that is that, and that's really like that's how I think in terms of like you know let's build things yeah. that have replayability. But I know most a lot of people don't think that way, and it's fine. It's totally totally cool. I'm just thinking about like the developer itself and all that. Like, let's, you know, focus on replayability stuff. But, but then again, like if you look at Ethermon and how much resources they're putting into their their Decentraland game, nobody has what they have in terms of like resources, like hands, human resources. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be hard to replicate like anywhere else. So it's tough. I mean. The, the most important thing is is that we build what we can and we grow from there. That's that's the only way to do it. Like for example, most of the stuff that we sell on MetaZone is on a one by one parcel, like most of it. Mm-hmm. So we got to start small and then eventually start building, you know, two by ones and then two by two creations and grow, yeah. grow from there. But I think the buildings yeah. the buildings have looked really really good. Like some of the buildings that are being sold right now are like really nice looking buildings. Yeah, there's like legitimate architects and like uh, creating for MetaZone now. Yeah, I mean, like Riz- Rizik is an architect. Yeah, I think by by day he's an architect, by night he's a building Disneyland in the metaverse. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, he built a thirty parcel like uh, I guess like a Disney it's a fucking like amusement park. Amusement dude. park, yeah. Yeah, it's like something you would have built like in a roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, which is exactly. Really cool. Yeah, I even think he. I think he even added like sound effects. Like you could hear like it's when you're on like the, the crowd. You st- yeah, it sounds yeah. like there's people you know like having fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. It's interesting what he did. I, I'm pretty sure he put a lot of work and effort into that. He spent a lot of man hours. Building yeah. That. I hope it gets deployed. Uh, I mean, I hope we get to see it in in real world. 30 parcels is a huge requirement. Yeah, like the market for that is probably what? Like less than 10? Well, 30 parcels, really that's a 6 by 5 So it sounds like a lot, 30 parcels, but a 6 by 5 doesn't seem that much. Dude, that's a lot to me, dude. I don't think I'm not anywhere close to that kind of land. <laughs> no, definitely 30 parcels. That's is pretty huge. impressive. I think that's well status, don't you think? I would think so. Yeah, that's definitely well status, dude. You got I mean, it, let's say the minimum price for a piece of land is ten thousand mana. That's uh, three hundred thousand mana right there, at best. Negative. Yeah. You're wrong, sir. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, mana. You're right. I, I was thinking dollars, USDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah three hundred thousand right. mana. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's not really a whale. That's like. That's a good. That's whale. a good. Good size purchase right there. But obviously, yeah. that's not going to cost three hundred thousand mana. It's probably going to be like eight hundred. No, not eight hundred. More like six hundred. Six hundred thousand mana for thirty parcels. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's a little. That's a little more. But regardless, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like uh, he just built it out of his own desire. I guess he just felt like this was something that was missing. I think he was probably motivated or inspired by crypto voxels too, because they have somebody built a roller coaster in there. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen it. Yeah. So that's kind of like, there's always like a back and forth between the metaverses, right? Somebody builds something and someone's got to like one up them, you know? That's yeah. kind of like how things are going these days. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder who's going to one up Ethermon. 
probably nobody. Fucking fucking Pokemon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo comes in this bitch and be like, hell no, bitch. Yeah. It's like, here's I'm, my Charizard. Yeah, we're laying down some real digital pets. <laughs> By the way, did you see their new game they just released? No. What? What? It's like a MOBA. It's it's a you know what League of Legends is? Yeah. It's basically that with Pokemon. <laughs> so. So how do you how well, how do you play like? It's like five v five, you know, fucking. You have like different lanes and shit. And yeah. You, you like two people in one lane, one person in the middle, two in the other, and then they just battle it out until they all meet, huh. fight, and then whoever controls the map wins. Interesting. Yeah. And what platform? Like the Switch. Oh mobile. really? Okay. Yeah. The Switch and mobile. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Dude, it yeah. boggles my mind that these companies are not doing NFT stuff. Yeah, I'm wondering about like, that. What, what is what is happening? Are they just like too old to be thinking about like new development stuff, or like they're just not I it's just, seeing it? Just, I think they're just making so much money, like they don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know, know but they mean? could make more money. You think so? But but, dude, it, it I don't. Presents, I don't know. It presents like interesting problems because as soon as like you put some character as an NFT, like you have to always support that character in your subsequent games. So that mm. presents a problem. Well, I don't know about all that. It's just I just think why would think you about give it. up your why would you give up your power and influence of like creating a game and like having complete control over that and all the cash flow comes into your wallet <laughs> yeah as, as opposed to like this decentralized model where like you know there's more community opportunities stuff like that you know yeah it, you, you're, you're, it's more like the players are earning instead of the uh the actual developer you know what i mean yeah i see what you're saying i think that's why I mean, they're like you know <clears throat> fuck that we're, we're sitting rolling in cash dude like scrooge duck style why 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 well we're kind of seeing it with ethermon they have a bunch of NFTs out in the wild and they have their specific game that you interact with on their website. And now it's coming into Decentraland and people are just expecting their NFTs to just work in Decentraland. Mm. And so, so I'm thinking like if, uh, you know, a big CD project red, they, they make an NFT game and then 10 years down the line, they make another game. People are going to expect their old NFTs from a game 10 years old should work in their next subsequent game. Like, that's mm. the expectation. And I don't know how you're going to be able to get around defending why you're not allowing, you're not supporting that those older NFTs. Mm. That, and that's, that's my point. Yeah. I don't know, so, man. So I'm just thinking about the longer-term NFT gameplay assets. Like... Mm. As soon as that game is deprecated or nobody's playing it, I guess those NFTs won't have value and there would be no incentive to like support them, I guess. But I don't know, man. This this whole NFT thing is still like in the early stages of like a gameplay design. I think that's like severely <laughs> understated. It's like not even early, dude. It's like still Embryo, embryonic yeah it's like wtf phase like yeah we're still figuring out what it even is what it means and you know including us we're trying to figure out <clears throat> you know we've postulated over the months or we can call it like over <laughs> or, 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 or the centuries years. over the centuries 
over the months that we've been doing this, you know, like ever since we found out about NFTs and like Decentraland and the metaverse and all this stuff, we're always trying to figure out and like, you know, how do you apply this stuff? How's it all, you know, where's it all headed? Yeah. And we don't fucking know. Like we're just guessing basically. We're just kind of, uh, like I said, we're postulating. We're, we're coming up with that hypothesis. Yeah. And we've been oh. testing the fuck out of them. Oh, for sure. <laughs> You know, but and I nothing. think I think what we're doing is the right approach, obviously, because we have to test everything. Yeah, um, nobody's going to be testing it for us. And and like we just got off of the roundtable conversation with Frankie and Anorak and and uh, everybody, um, Maddie, and we were sort of talking about how NFTs. Well, one thing NFTs is basically a PNG, a GIF, and a JPEG. Mm. And they point to a file that's typically on IPFS if you're an artist. But but that's about it. That's about all NFTs do. That's that's it. There's no functionality. There's no, like, recurring income. Unless, I, I guess, if you're trading it, then, yeah, the creator gets a cut of every single transaction on the, on the open market. But mm-hmm. other than that, it doesn't, like, inherently generate you money. Yeah. So... Well, the functionality is like all, it's separate, isn't it? It's like breeding. Oh, yeah. The functionality is like based on a back end that says, yeah. if you have this NFT, then you're allowed to breed mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, whatever functionality you've, you've created. But yeah, I, then- I was just going to say that um, I'm just like more interested in the longer term implications of an NFT, like a game asset. Mm. Yeah, same here, man. I think that's a, <clears throat> I think it's a model that people are starting to catch wind of as far as like, <clears throat> I mean, you know, s- distributing, like, I'm going to write a blog about this, obviously, but yeah. I might as well just like spill it out. <laughs> now, I, I like to call it like the distribution of opportunity when it comes to this type of thing. Like, uh, like, like I just said before, game companies, they, they hold all the uh, intellectual property and they just create a product and people just flock to it. Yeah. Become addicts, you know, and then before you know it, they're spending all their money on this, in this gaming ecosystem and they're getting nothing in return. So <clears throat> this is the first you know, time where this is kind of like flip flopping, you know, like, uh, there's opportunity here for individuals to kind of like get a small piece of it. Yeah. Is- um, <clears throat> I was going to say, um, I think when it comes to, See, here's where it makes NFTs make a lot of sense. <clears throat> when you mm-hmm. have a, a a group of people like Ethermon, the Ethermon team, and then you have another group like Decentraland, and they're building an open world platform, <clears throat> and uh, and then you have a, this team over here who's making these digital pets. Your digital pet should last should should last for a while, right? It should last for a while in terms of like its existence on an open world land. Like if you take care of it, it should just continue living. Right. So I think that, that makes a lot of sense when you're adding the NFT element into it because you own it, you own the land and therefore your pet, you have to take care of the pet. So those things seem to align with me. What doesn't make sense are like the other gameplay assets that you can get in other games that, I don't know if it's necessary for them to be assets. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you were to, to NFTify World of Warcraft, 
uh-huh. I'm sure there are some stuff in there that doesn't need to be NFTs. <clears throat> That's I what guess I'm it talking depends about. on how you're designing the game. Yeah, like you could design a game like it's it's completely like undistinguishable from like a traditional you know game where everything's an NPC, everything's like a pre-created environment, you know, 3D yeah. rendered all by the same team, and they just put it out there. The only thing that's NFT is like you're saying, like the the earnable stuff, the things you get rewarded to play. Yeah, you know, the things that you're ach- trying to achieve. Basically, I don't know. You can call it whatever you want. The uh, yeah, it's the incentive to play. Yeah, I think this all goes back to like the idea of grinding and earning, and then being able to monetize yeah. that 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 time that you spend into into a game. I agree, but you're saying like, <clears throat> like you're trying to figure out like what's the line of what should be NFT and what shouldn't. Well, or? it's not necessarily like what should and shouldn't. It's more like what are the long term implications of designing a game. And then having those NFT assets like just continue to exist for to infinity. I mean, could you imagine a game? Yeah, like say World of Warcraft, where like literally everything, every NPC, every building that you interact with in that game is like owned by a different owner or landowner. Right. Could you imagine like from a player perspective, like you just show up to the auction house one day, but oop, it's not there because whoever owns it just yeah happens to like not have it deployed or something. It's going to ruin your game experience, right? Right, right. Exactly. Or a lot of these game assets, it could just be people, you know, just hodling them off of like pure speculation. They're not, they have no intention to deploy them. So that kind of like ruins the infrastructure of the game itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like these are unknowns because it hasn't actually happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean? like if you take Call of Duty, they, they come out with a game, let's say every year, and yeah. uh, they start making NFT assets like skins or something. Well, maybe skins might make sense, like as an asset. But if you make like a gun an NFT, then you would expect as a player, it's like I own this NFT for the next game. This NFT should be supported, mm-hmm. right? And then that that gun may not make you know sense in terms of balance of the game. So then, like, what's the point of the NFT then? But I can see skins being a good NFT. Then you would just have to support the skin, you know, on 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 each of the guns in the new game. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, like uh, in-game assets. So you're saying like these in-game assets, they have to have like infinite value to them. Yeah. Like, well, because you would expect it. It's like uh, then what? Like, what's the point of the NFT then if it's not gonna yeah. like? They're almost like seasonal NFTs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you said, every year, probably for like the first five or six months, like while the game is fresh. The NFT is going to have like a higher value because everyone's, you know, there's a huge demand for it. But once the game is saturated, everyone's kind of like finished playing it. And then everyone's anticipating the next year's release. You, you, uh, you Hopefully you've already dumped your bag of NFTs by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> everyone's going to be rushing out the door, you know? Right. Yeah, so you're right. So, uh, so I, yeah, I just wonder like the long-term implications. Like, like I said, Decentraland, Ethermon, Pets, that makes a lot of sense. Those... Yeah. You should, theoretically, you should jump into Decentraland 50 years from now and you should be able to go and find a Cobras NFT somewhere on the internet and then jump into Decentraland and see that Cobras, right? Mm. That, that makes sense. I just, I don't know how scalable or how applicable NFTs are to other games. Yeah. I it's, don't know either, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just something that, that I think about every now and then. 
Um, no, it's 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 important, man. Like, I, uh, yeah, it's I, it's probably not something that we can solve here. But it's like I always think, you know, again with like Corv's NFTs, his uh, his games like Block Runner and Orb Jumper, those will have like persistent value, like even fifty years from now, as long as you know they're maintained, which is another topic of conversation. But assuming that they work 50 years from now and Decentraland, you know, people are still playing Decentraland 50 years from now, you could deploy the block runner and you can jump your ass off if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And and that that is an extremely valuable NFT. Mm. But uh, any anything else, like... There's gotta maybe be... they maybe they just become collector items down the line. Like Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Like a, like a 50-year-old... Yeah. Uh... Like a fifty-year-old basketball card, or like a yeah, fifty-year-old Pokemon card. I was gonna say like mo- probably most people don't play like. Well, there is no such thing as a fifty-year-old Pokemon card. Let's say twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't think many. I don't, I'm not too intertwined with the Pokemon community, but I'm assuming like whatever game these like trading card players play now, I'm assuming is not the same game they played thirty years ago when it first started. Yeah, which is probably why those like origin cards are so valuable. Yeah, you know, no, nobody actually uses them. Like they're not, they don't have any utility. Are you, you're talking about the physical cards. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the OG Pokemon cards. You know, like if you have like a first edition Charizard. It's, yeah, it's you're not like you're not like showing up to the competition with like a first edition Charizard. Like no. You're saying. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not, I don't think there's a big market for like you know first edition gamers, especially how valuable those cards are. No one's gonna like want to like just like slap them on the table, like yeah, yeah. battle with them. They're like valuable yeah. assets, you know? Yeah, but with NFTs, it's different. I mean, the, the original NFT of anything, it, it could be it could be a game asset, right? And it's not gonna yeah. it's not gonna deprecate or it's not gonna devalue yeah. just because you're using it in a game. Well it's yeah, just just that's what I'm what you were saying is like, you know, fifty years from now, Corv, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, I see. Be, he'll he'll be too old to dev at that point and then like his <laughs> his you know, block runner, pack runner, orb jumper, all these games are That's true. You know, they're not going anywhere. It's kinda like they become relics at that point. Yeah. Know? The that's, value that's is true. in the history of the uh, NFT. It's true. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so these are all things that people like speculate on today. <laughs> yeah. And that's why people buy things, you know. That's why the NFT market is so bonkers, dude. People buy like the most ridiculous shit on this market. Like they they do. It's odd. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But to each their own, right? I don't. I guess I don't know. you know we're we're talking about as if like if we go back to like 2010 or 2011, and we're talking about these crazy crypto currencies, and mm-hmm. we're we're trying trying to talk about their application of it, like the usefulness of a cryptocurrency, and mm-hmm. it's probably hard to like envision a usefulness of a cryptocurrency back in 2010 and 2011, unless sure. you had like intimate knowledge of blockchain technology and and intimate knowledge about the how how the financial system works mm-hmm. it would be hard to to predict to project how valuable cryptocurrency would be in the future it's even hard right now 10 years into into that future right so it's going to be hard to predict you know the value the application of these nfts you know 10 years into the future as well because we're so, yeah. it's so young. It's so like, like we were talking about earlier, embryonic. That should yeah. be that should be a good crypto name, dude. Like, what do you mean uh, a good on Decentraland? Oh, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. embryonic. <laughs> I don't know about that one, dude. Sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> embryonic. 
yeah yeah anyways <laughs> um, yeah so i i shared with you a link earlier in the week it was the title of it is looks like the loom network has thrown in the towel you remember that article uh yeah i remember you linking it but yeah the, i guess the most notable thing it's not like we the f- amount of money they raised basically. exactly so it yeah. says here loom ran into ice or ran an ico in january 2018 so a little that's over two like, years ago that's like right at the peak yeah of the bubble essentially selling its loom token just prior to the crash of crypto's largest bull market the project's ico raised over 45 million dollars for its ethereum based tokens and uh just now well i think it was when was this may 9th they threw in the towel and they've done a, sort of like a pivot into something else but uh really yeah so the channel is now closed loom network has pivoted from blockchain games to enterprise therefore we've decided to consolidate our public channels so our staff can focus on enterprise sales support and outreach i thought loom fuck what the hell i thought it was like another one of these like side chain scaling propositions but i guess not i didn't recognize it was uh for gaming yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first I hear of it being for games. When I yeah. read this article, well, well, there you go, dude. Another one bites the dust, dude. Yeah, but I, it's it's just man. Imagine, imagine we raised forty five million dollars, I man. Do you think we just like piss it away? Like, what what, what would be is your that what speculative? They did like, it's not pissed away, right? It's just kind of like sh- just shifting focus on like a different. I mean that could be bullshit too. Yeah. Yeah, just, of course they're doing. They're focusing on enterprise as if enterprise in crypto is like <laughs> booming. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, that's what does that even mean? It's just like a broad term for yeah, like that's like anything. Yeah, they're just trying to sound like they know what they're doing. We're, we're focusing on enterprise. It's like, yeah. um, what enterprise? Yeah, yeah who, everything. I who's guess. looking for a blockchain solution right now? Yeah, but dude, that's that's literally like the whole market, man. Everyone's, you know, running on white papers right now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't those know. Are all, those are all like hot buzzwords back in 2017, 2018. You know? Yeah, like enterprise solution for like yeah. scalability, chain breaker. Like, I don't chain know. breaker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like anything with chain in it was like well, super. Well, blockchain. Well, it used oh, yeah. to be. Blockchain, not Bitcoin. That's that was the saying in twenty eighteen or so. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. So right now, Ethereum is experiencing a huge bottleneck because it seems to me that Tether is the one like causing all the gas price fees going up, mm-hmm. and it's because people are trading, you know, hundred thousand dollars worth of Tether, right? Each hundred hundred thousand Tethers, which is a hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And and to move a hundred thousand dollars is probably costing them like ten bucks, right? Something, a gas fee that's ridiculously high. But when you're sending over a hundred thousand dollars, ten dollars is nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and and since a lot of games are the platform is based on Ethereum, it's kind of hard to move like a five dollar game asset for like six bucks. So I think that's. That's it's actually of, game killing or industry killing. It is industry killing for sure. Somebody posted up that graphic of like uh like DAU numbers of the whole NFT trading yeah. market. And yeah, I posted like, that up. 
Yeah. It probably, yeah, it was you. And yeah. So what, what, what was it? The and then the gas prices, right? It is yeah. like an actual inverse relationship. Yeah. Completely. Which makes sense. Like, who the fuck is going to spend all this money? Yeah. To just trade. Yeah, and, just trade. You know, or to play one of our games. You know. Yeah. Five dollars per. For a block run or run. Ten mana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. It's 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 a problem, man. It's a big problem. And like, what do we do about it? We we're we're. Well, I mean, the only option maybe, maybe. Is, is to use uh, side chain projects. That's true. Matic. Uh, I think there's another one called Plasma. Yeah, but, like motherfucking boss, dude. Credits to him and his squad and his team and whoever else is like uh, ahead of the game to the point where they they foresaw this or foresee this. Foresee yeah. They saw this coming, so they were like prepping in advance. Oh, for sure. It's just yeah. the only problem is you got to wait for somebody to like build it, right? And then launch it. <laughs> That's true. They like, saw this coming like when Matic was like a, a white paper project, essentially. Yeah. And then they were already like had plans to integrate it. Just, you know, like you said, yeah. And you got to wait for them to build. And, and Matic went live at the end of May. And, but they're still going through audits on their smart contracts and all this stuff. So, I don't think anyone's really fully using Matic yet. Yeah, not yet. So, I mean, and then Ethereum 2.0 is going to, was supposed to come out like this year, next year or something, but that got delayed. Obviously, it's a, it's a big change, right? They're going from proof of work to proof of stake. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to do something like that, an infrastructure change, it's not like copy and paste, you know? That's what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in 2017, that's what all the EOS, like, yeah, know, yeah, maximalists yeah. used to say, like, Ethereum's never going to be able to, you know, switch proofs, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. you can only do this from the ground up. Like, you have to build a blockchain with proof of stake from the beginning or else it doesn't work. That's what they all used to tell me. Huh. And I, I bought into that like a motherfucker, dude. I was deep into that camp. And I don't know, we talked about it on the roundtable, like, yeah, everyone man. has a pretty negative opinion on these uh, on EOS, I guess. But it's crazy, man. EOS had like so much potential, and I mean, four billion dollars. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see one of them yet, dude. I like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They they yeah, have so like, much money that they could do anything that they want, and exactly. I, I I could never bet against what they're doing. I just I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I think they have like a a better shot at creating, you know commercial viable products than we do uh, yeah all of us like ethereum maximalists because yeah now we're all sitting here in this <laughs> in this mass conundrum we're like we're too early to the game you know we're, we have like actual operating businesses going on that yeah. we can't that, that we can't maintain yeah yeah with, for sure because there's like an external force that's completely out of our control it's fucking everything up yeah and we have to sit here and wait for vitalik to like you know <laughs> fucking save us all yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's a problem. But EOS, yeah, they they designed their, and not just EOS, just Cardano. There's, uh, yeah, you're, whatever. You're pulling pulling the roots from like 2017. Yeah, like dude, research, I already forgot them all, man. <laughs> the, the research database of all the platforms. I forgot them all, dude. <laughs> it's okay, man. I totally abandoned that life, dude. Yeah, I abandoned. But my point was like those projects they recognize the fault of Ethereum and then they, you know, focused on that. Like they're, they're aiming for like commercial viable dApps essentially. Yeah. To where like the user doesn't have to ever experience this, you know, these ridiculous See, gas prices. Dude, that's, you know, when you raise so much money, 
you get away from the from the uh, ideological concept of like minimum viable product and you start making like these products that nobody wants to use like in in the case of loom like how do you how, raising 45 million dollars is like so much money it's so much money to build so crazy. pretty much anything yeah and and like it didn't work and it, so then you got to you have to do a postmortem like why didn't it work it's like you didn't test like mvps you got to test mvps and then build out yeah, the one but, that works yeah. you know that's that's now we're the generation, the class of 2020 or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> of like, you know, blockchain entrepreneurs that have to like do it the hard way. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that dude, God damn it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if we came, if we came around and built Metazode in 2017, when Decentraland was up, she would have raised like 20 grand, 20 uh, million. Something like that. We'd be like, Hey guys, here's our white paper. It's like, give me your money. Yeah. <laughs> I promise we'll build it. And everyone, that's literally what everyone did back then. Yeah. And people, oh, but you need a token, though, is the thing. Well, the token, you, we can do it in five minutes. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. what everyone did, right? That's what everyone did, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and we've been toying around with the idea of potentially having a MetaZone token. You know, yeah. Because there's actual use case for it. Yeah, it's uh, like if uh, you, I mean, you only have to go as far as looking at Ethermon. They have their own token uh, called Emont. And uh, it's it's a game reward that you earn by playing Ethermon. Mm-hmm. Axies, they have SLPs. Mm-hmm. And so they have like a, a use case for their token. So that makes sense. Yeah, in this sense, the, w- the way I thought it would work out is if you're a creator, the more, I- mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how you would generate these tokens, but I, I would like it to be like the more, more successful of a creator you are, however you, you know, quantify that, the more of these tokens you earn, which the more tokens that you have in your balance means the less you pay in MetaZone fees essentially mm-hmm. for your, for your uh, creations. Yeah. So there's already tons of exchange platforms that have their own tokens, and that's like their model. It's literally just... Yeah, Binance is the biggest one. Binance. You purchase their token, and then you you have lesser fees whenever yep. you do any trades. And, you know, almost every exchange does the same thing. <clears throat> but this is like... It helps in the sense that like it gives <coughs> creators another way of like gaining value. Yeah, another incentive. Yeah, another incentive. Other than just, you know, selling things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is another thing that we shouldn't take lightly like they did in 2017 where you just like popped out a billion tokens. You called it, uh, you know, Iman tokens. Mm-hmm. And uh, you raise twenty million dollars without like properly thinking about the best use case for for said token. Yeah. Um. So we would have to think through a proper tokenomics in the sense of like the utility of a MetaZone token. Like yeah. if you submit a Meta, then you you automatically get tokens. Um. If you sell that Meta, you get tokens. The maybe the purchaser gets tokens. I I don't know. So so what. But there's got to be like a legitimate use for the token. We can't just like release the token and like not think about these things, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. But the tokenomics models, they always keep on shifting and changing over time. Like, oh, oh, for sure. And, and maybe for good reason, because you, you learn from the past and you want to you wanna make sure that you learn from other people's mistakes. So, you know, how much does the development team keep? 
you know, mm-hmm. how much, you know, it, it, you got to think through everything and like use the, the models that have worked in the past. Yeah. And, and like it's, a good one, if you, if you, I don't know if you've gone to library. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's cool because as soon as you upload a YouTube video, it gets uploaded to library and like this, uh, and, and IPFS. And so every time you view a library video, you have to download the whole video right onto your computer. And the videos that you upload onto YouTube are now like forever on the internet. Like even if YouTube disappears, you could still watch the YouTube videos that you posted. So how do you get rewarded as a good content creator on that platform? If people watch your content, you, you get library tokens. Library tokens, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just per view, essentially. Per view. And uh, I think if you get likes and you get subscriptions, then you okay, get yeah. you get library just, tokens. It's like just engagement, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So we could do the same thing. Yeah. Like as far as like a meta creators, you know, literally people, yeah, instead, of like, instead of like voting, it's just like you're giving the creators the MetaZone token. Yeah. So the more meta tokens a creator gets, the higher the reputation is as yeah. a creator, you know. And then yeah, imagine their, their reward is they're they're paying less fees. Who knows? Yeah, imagine if we give the creators like a tool that if people interact with your your meta out in the in Decentraland, every mm-hmm. interaction earns you a token. Like for example, on Corvus's Blockrunner game. If uh, people pay ten mana to play that game, like you also, the creator also gets tokens because they built something that is getting exactly. some engagement. Yeah, that, like I said, that has to be like we'd have to come up with some kind of like, like I said, how we quantify like creator yeah. success. Yeah, and then how, and then like you just gave a perfect exactly. example. It's like, dude, exactly. This this creator is generating engagement from a player base, so this creator. Is compensated for that. Yeah, yeah, because it's all, it's got to be all automated, just like like a like a like a mining network, you know. Yeah, 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 like, for sure. Instead of like a you set it into and forget it, basically. Yeah, instead of miners like working to do whatever the fuck miners do, it's well, like creators are working to create. You know. Yeah. Like that. That's their work. Yeah. Their work is their their creation. Yeah. But but you said it best. I mean, we have to quantify like what a good creator is. Is yeah. it uh, engagement? Is it what well, you know? What is it? Yeah, it can't just be like whoever puts out the most metas, right? Cause yeah, because then, then you just put out like trash, trash, literally trash cans, like a million different shades of colors of yeah, trash yeah, yeah. cans. <laughs> and then you just like harvest these metazone tokens. Yeah, you're just freaking farming tokens. It can't, yeah. it can't be that easy. Yeah, exactly. There's got to be some difficulty to it, see? Yeah. Yeah, and we're just applying Bitcoin logic to like, to an actual community, like DAO organization. And that's another thing. These tokens can actually be, like the community could just get rid of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. see a metazone team, we're just going to take it from here. Yeah, you know, and then they can start their own DAO with these tokens and just operate exactly how Decentraland is supposed to. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it it's part of the reason why you know this takes forever to do like smart contracts is we want to make sure the functionality of MetaZone is there, and then we solidify that functionality with smart contracts. Mm-hmm. Because once you launch that smart contract, yeah, you you might be able to make some updates here and there, or change a few things but the underlying design of a smart contract is that it's immutable like that's the point yeah um if you wanted to change a smart contract then you would have to like completely 
do a brand new smart contract, which is means new resources, new audits, new everything. So you don't want to do that. And man, imagine if we started with smart contracts, we'd be so screwed. There'd be no affiliates. There'd be no yeah. s- splits of the creators and teams. Like, dude, MetaZone would be become obsolete like after a month. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty doom and gloom. Yeah, I know. Well, you're probably right though. But, but- by our current design allows us to remain flexible, allows us to make changes according to like how things are working. Um, you know, uh, what, what if, uh, what if we needed to integrate some other second chain network to MetaZone under our existing smart contracts? That would be nearly impossible. But if that's the case, then like everyone's in that same boat, right? Who has like existing smart contracts. Cause like, yeah, there's always developments going on, and you know. So, what do they do in that in that scenario? Well, they to, it depends on how they design their smart contracts. Like, you mm-hmm. can design a smart contract that is, uh, like, is being called by other smart contracts. So, judging by the way you design the smart contract, it can be upgradable, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some elements that you cannot upgrade if you don't design it right. And so that's, that's part of, part of the reason we're, we want to take, you know, some time with this to make sure it's done right. Hell but, yeah. but again, you know, I don't yeah, expect, keep in mind, we've, we've never done this before. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect you know? people to understand for sure. So there's going to be a whole lot of complaints, but it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's fine. And like I said, we're, we're part of that new class of, 2020 like school of hard knocks dude like nobody's like we're not over here operating off ico treasures yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean we don't have like a what do they call it a war chest yeah like a lot of these other projects have so they have the luxury of just going out and you know paying some developer hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars or whatever the fuck put them on the payroll to do these things so that's right we kind of got to figure this out on our own you know yep. so it's kind of naturally it's going to take a little bit longer than yeah, but man. Bootstrap. If we're in that other scenario. <laughs> bootstrap life, dude. It's crazy. This is bootstrap, man. Not only is it bootstrap, but it's like fucking A. <laughs> like you said, it's embryo too. Yeah. Like, yeah, this intense, is, yeah, yeah, you're right. So there's an element of difficulty that first it's bootstrapped. Second, hasn't been done before. And then third, we don't have bullets in the chamber to miss. We don't have like shots to take for them to not work and it'd be fine. Like we're like, for example, remember Elon, when he was launching his first four rockets, the first three failed. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't have the chance. We don't have the opportunity or the luxury to fail on any of this. That's right. Like the first rocket that we launch, that, that, that rocket better get to the moon. That's it. Yeah. Like there's, there, there isn't a second rocket. I and, agree, dude. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we get like the fees are too high, like from people who don't even matter. Whoa, dude. No, I'm saying like from people Shots, who. Shots, bro. Well, I'm, what I mean is from people <laughs> who are not even like, they're not the developers of anything. They're not like, okay, hey, yeah. I'm a developer and I'm not posting it on MetaZone because the fees are too high. Like, Oh, I see what you're saying. They're just kind of like bickering just for the sake of it. Yeah. Like they really have no reason to be 
like protesting the fee because like they'll never they'll have, they're, they're not they'll a developer never, yeah like they'll never actually encounter that problem so, like why are they <laughs> exactly <laughs> why are they like why are they pitchforking and trying to like summon you know summon the trolls yeah as if as if we're like we're making a, a ton of money and we're like we're, we're trying we're, we're spending our days trying to figure out which lambo to buy yeah no shit right? yeah yeah it's like come on man I mean, I'm in our Discord chat talking about like minimalism and like living in the woods and shit. Like that's how broke I am, dude. It's like I'm about to. Someone else had like posted like a campsite picture. And I'm like, dude, that's that's gonna be me in like a couple couple months <laughs> living in the woods, dude. Oh man. Yeah, you're right. Dude. We're not. Yeah, that's what he said. We're, yeah, we're like having daily conversations about which freaking combustion engine car to buy. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. That's not at all what's happening, you know. <laughs> there's there's three people to the squad, and you know, in your case, you're a former engineer. Like, yeah, you're like nowhere near to that status anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're sacrificing quite a bit, you know, to do these these ventures, and so is Oscar. Yeah. Oh my, we all are, dude. That's what we said from day one, dude. We're like, man, we could have just got jobs, dude. Like instead of doing this, but. <laughs> Somehow we were, like there was like a force like pushing us to do it. Yeah, we said that like we were like, "What the fuck are we doing, man?" Like, but there's oh, like yeah. something pulling us at the time, especially back then, because we didn't we have a, we didn't sell any metas back then. Whenever we were like, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even dude, the week after the Decentraland launch, I I remember us like talking about. I was like, "Dude, are That's we what just, talking about?" Yeah, yeah. Are should we continue this or? Like yeah, what 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 should we do? Yeah, because those are like doom and gloom times, dude. Like two weeks post launch. Yeah, because for one, the launch was like a, not a very successful event. It was well. You know. I mean, I would I would argue that we were the most successful of the launch, even well, yeah. more so than Decentraland. But I mean, like as far like community sentiment wise, like oh for sure, people were like super lit down, <laughs> and like if you go to the Discord, everyone was like failed project, you know, overhyped, yada yada yada, including us. We didn't say those things, but we're like, you know, where's the... Uh, well, I was actually pretty positive for that week. That week, till so we got together like a week after. Yeah. And then you spread the sure. negativity and I got infected with Why that. was I negative, though? I was negative about the performance, right? Because it was like a lag fest. I think that's why I was negative. No. The same I, as everyone else. You were projecting like, okay, what's next? <laughs> like, there's, oh, yeah. there's no incentive to come back to the central hey. because the chests are gone. Hey, but I was a hundred percent correct. No, no, wasn't for I? sure, for sure, you were yeah. correct. But, uh, but but we're slowly climbing out of that, though. Like I feel so much more up. Like we didn't have any roundtables back then. Yeah, you know the community was literally dead. It was literally just you and me just doing this every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, you know, all the other boys that we've met so far along this journey were just like peripheral characters, like on the Twitter sphere. We didn't yeah. actually, except for maybe like Frankie. Yeah. Frankie, we knew beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Maddie, but we only had like one conversation with Maddie. We weren't like close like we are now. Yeah. You know I mean? But over time, like this community is growing. I'm seeing new people all the time. I see lots of guest accounts, especially at these events. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot more promise than. Yeah. And, you know, I, throughout the, after the launch, there was a, I, I think there was a week where, we started making like 500,000 mana and we we're like, holy shit, like this is working. Yeah, it's working. And it's then working. we started yeah. writing a blog post and then maybe like a few weeks later is we were at a million. 
Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what was sold at the time that that took us there. But um, like uh, Corona Zombies. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So, it's it's grown, but you know, we still we still wonder like the sustainability of all this, just because you know how long is it going to take before we have a thousand daily active users, and you know, you know how how long is that going to take? Um, yeah. And then it's like, what 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 is going to bring a thousand people daily to Decentraland? Like, what is it? Like, there's nothing that Decentraland the team can do that's going to that's going to make people come to Decentraland. Like they, yeah, they, they have control of the, the, uh, the plazas, but what, what activity are you going to put at the plazas to bring a thousand people on the daily? Mm-hmm. So like, I think about that and, and ultimately you just come down to, it's not Decentraland, the team's responsibility. It's the community's responsibility to build this stuff. And yeah. I mean, there's only like a handful of people like building stuff right now. A handful. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of people building, but building the stuff that you're talking about. Well, yeah. Like, building, like, reasons to come to Decentraland. Yeah. I agree. That's 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 the phase we're at right now. Like, yeah. <clears throat> we don't have any problem at this point, like, creating. Like, we have, we have so many submissions to MetaZone that, like, Oscar can't even keep up anymore at this point. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, has, like, there's like, 20 of them, like, pending exactly so there's no longer like a creator issue creators have like they've they figured out like the value of the platform you know yeah like it, it worked yeah and it works and not a know, single like, one has complained about like fees or anything like that. yeah it's true oh man but uh so yeah now there's a there's like a new phase that we're in is is now we have all these creators out of here you know actively learning and they're engaged in the the economy they're trying well, to figure out how to create so now it's like how do you create value well I, I would say i wouldn't say we have like a, a plethora of creators no like, yeah as of I'm right now like, as of right yeah yeah, yeah I, I see where you're going with this but as of right now there's 37 of them 37 creators yeah. that's not a lot of people um yeah yeah but considering like the Peak player base is probably like in the two to three hundred range, right? Yeah, I would say so. Like in a, like so. at a big event. Yeah, like, I mean that's a good percentage, right? Yeah, that's like, like twenty, 50, roughly twenty, fifteen to twenty percent. Community is creating. Yeah, that's you pretty good. I mean? That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, <clears throat> what was I gonna say, man? I was going somewhere with this. Oh, maybe <laughs> we we need to approach like a, a the next level of, I would say like creation in. Like replayability, like even Decentraland st- starting to talk about this subject is like replayability with Matic and all that, and and uh, their their uh, their partnership just recently announced for mini games is going to be interesting because they um, Matic hasn't fully launched, but yet they're they're expecting creators to use Matic for their gameplay and and their gameplay mechanics and like transactions and all that stuff. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting, like how that's going to work and when that's going to like actually take place. Oh, so there isn't like a date yet. I don't believe so. But, but with that, that partnership, I think if you submit like a proposal, you can get up to 6,000, 6,000 a month for two months max. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good chunk of change. I mean, I could play for a proposal. Yeah. 
I could pay. Like, you don't even have to have like a fully finished game to get like. Uh, no, I mean, you do have to like complete a game, but how are you going <laughs> to be? How are you? How do you assure that you're going to get a game for your twelve thousand dollar investment? You know, if you're decentralized. If you're decentralized, yeah. Yeah, like you could just give them, like if all you have to do is. Oh wait a minute! I know, I know how they're going to do it. They're like, okay, we commit six grand for two months. But you'll if get you your don't deliver. Yeah, you will get your twelve grand after you submit your creation. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's what yeah, they did for the contest or the creator stuff. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Yeah, I think there's like a few people who are getting who are like in this program. Yeah, I think Polygonal Mind for sure. That's why it keeps popping out like these tombs and shit like mm-hmm. all over the place. I'm assuming he's not doing that for free. I'm assuming you know. He's getting some kind of compensation for that. Yeah, like, but course. but in no way that he's he's getting right like complete compensation for it. Like he's he's still spending more money than it is to to build that thing than oh, what yeah. Decentraland is paying for. It's like a, a stipend. Yeah. It's like a a grant. Yeah. It's not going to pay it's for a, everything. Exactly. That's what it is. It's a grant. It just butters up the experience a little bit. But yeah. yeah. And he has an incentive to do that to increase his brand awareness, right? If anybody wants like a custom build, they're gonna go to the Polygonal Mine. Mm-hmm. Thinks I would. Like these these guys know what the fuck they're doing as far as the yeah custom. Builds. Yeah, there's they they have a quality that's unmatched right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like Bents, uh, the guy that did Infinity Engine. It's Toxic Sam with Polygonal Mine. Um, I don't know. I don't KJ. Know. Yeah, KJ. Yeah. KJ Walker, there isn't she does that. Like, she's like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, she does a lot for for a bunch of people. Like, but that's the thing. Like Frankie and then the Central Yeah, it's yeah. It's, a lot of a lot of people don't even know like her work because like you know. Yeah, she's like a silent like creator. Yeah, she's like Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> she's the Satoshi of the three D art world. Yeah, but she's out there like slapping all kinds of crazy creations out there. You know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, I think she needs to she needs to take more credit or demand to be like, hey, I'll do this for you. You're gonna pay me, but I also want my name associated so people can recognize. Yeah, like KJ Studios or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she has her own studio or not. But oh damn! The point is, yeah, like you do these things for like brand awareness so that you continually get more and more clients down the road but yeah that's probably why she doesn't do it because she she doesn't seem to have like a shortage of clients like she's always working on something so yeah 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 she's always busy she's chilling she's chilling hard right now but yeah um so we talked about have we talked about ethermon i mean we're always talking about ethermon so yeah Yeah, we we always are yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a lot more news coming out over the next yeah, so uh, let's so let's talk about the timeline. So we said that we would be able to launch or start launching or deploy on the week of June fifteenth, and a few days before the week of June fifteenth, that's when Decentraland updated their platform, aka operating system, and it completely broke a bunch of our stuff. And so Corv had to spend a bunch of time like diagnosing what the problem was. So that was the delay with that, and and then. Um, you know, thinking through like Ethermon, they're an established team, established brand. They 
they have like a vested interest to put out quality content. And so when it comes to Ethermon deploying this garden meta, they want to make sure that the quality is there. And so now they're doing, they're putting in their final touches to the garden meta and it's just takes some time. Like the devil's in the details. The last 10% of anything that you build takes one of the longest times of anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, because you're always like second guessing, right? Because it's yeah. like the polishing kind of polish. And yeah, I've done that several times. Like whenever I create these videos, <coughs> you know, these yeah. little snippets. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah, like the the last cre 10, creation process. Yeah, yeah like whenever you're, you've, you put it all together and you like watch the whole thing, you're like, man, this is like sucks ass. And you like start, <laughs> start all over again. Yeah. That's happened to me several times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we've played, we played the garden. Like we've, we understand like how it works and we've played it. Um, it's just yeah. a matter of making sure that the presentation is there. Yeah. Like uh, I, I, yeah, I've seen the garden. I'm from just from like a, I mean, obviously I'm not an unbiased source, but if I were to simulate an unbiased opinion, I, as far as like what metas represent, this is, the most robust meta in existence for Hell sure yeah. by a wide margin <laughs> yeah it, there's so much capability so much interaction so much like it just it it just plop one of these little square motherfucking grass patties on your <laughs> land and like so much happens after that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> grass patties <laughs> before that that didn't exist anywhere you know yeah like, there's a lot a lot of potential here with that and it, it yeah, the these, only thing I'm worried about is if if these landowners or these meta hosts understand like this is just one piece of the puzzle. It's not like you know the whole what thing. I don't think they understand. I, I don't think so either. I've I've seen some feedback where they're like you know they think like this is the Ethermon game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, and like this is it. Like, yeah, the message hasn't been relayed yet. Like you, this, you didn't buy the whole game. Like yeah, this, this is yeah. It. And you know this goes back to the blog post that that you're going to be writing or we're going to yeah. be writing, and the I, whole and economics. That's part of it. Yeah, this exactly. whole economics is like, how do you launch a game in an open world where people own the land, and you need that land to operate your game, yeah. and and your your game is like a deep piece of content like that that requires like so many interactive parts to it. And yeah. so you have to build out these quote unquote metas and each meta needs to be purchased by a landowner. So that landowner needs to have an incentive to purchase it, purchase it and deploy it. And like so much goes into like game design when trying this, to put out something like Ethermon. This would be so much easier like to achieve or like uh, align if there was no such thing as like security laws, because mm. you could literally just, um, <clears throat> you could, treat these metas as if they're like shares of a company and like based on how many metas you own that like completes an actual game think of think of ethermon as a company which it is uh -huh. like say there's a thousand metas and then if you add up the total like um you come up with a valuation for the ethermon decentraland business company let's mm -hmm. say it's 10 million dollars because it's generating yeah. five million a year in revenue whatever the fuck yeah so these thousand meta owners are like shareholders in this $10 million company. So it should be easy to divvy that up amongst yeah. the meta owners, but 
that's the security. You can't do things like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just split profits around like, like, uh, or not profits. You, revi- <sighs> the fuck was I saying? Equity. Equity. There you yeah. go. Not like that, at least. Yeah, you can. you can. Like I said, this hasn't been done. So no, 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 you definitely can't. <laughs> you, <laughs> you definitely cannot do that. So, so the the way you get around that is you sell the individual businesses yeah. that in uh, I I guess these little like uh, for example the garden it's its own little business right the egg nest that we're going to be selling next to to sell to onboard people into Ethermon game that's going to be another little business and you have to shield your land and you have to get people to come to your land so they can go and buy it in Ethermon and therefore buy food eventually and of course. You know, we talked about this in the roundtable. This is a predominantly free-to-play game. Um, it's not a free-to-own asset game. You still have to buy your Ethermon, but you can play for free, and you can grind. You can grind your whole way to, like, you know, level 100 if you wanted to. It's just going to take a while. Um, it's no different than any other free-to-play game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but these little metas are a little business that you own so you own a piece of the franchise (laughs) aspect of ethermon so these are little franchises right those are not equities they're not profit splitting shares of any kind Mm -hmm. like if you don't shield your land you're not going to get people you're not going to get revenue right yeah it's like any other business true yeah so (laughs) that's pretty much what i mean by because this is such a new concept that like i don't think a lot of people understand what yeah and to to kind of like add to what you were saying earlier is that so having having an understanding of like the differences between like franchising kind of like what we're doing with ethermon and equities is you have to design a game in that respect right so you have to design a rpg that in order to fund that rpg you have to build one aspect of the rpg and then deploy that that aspect and then fund the next part of the RPG and so forth. Mm. And that's that's the only way you can build this. Now, unless you get like, you know, some sort of like funding from some company and they they tell you to build like these 10 different versions of metas and then you just like release all 10 metas and the ga- as soon as you release the 10 metas, people can start deploying and start playing as soon as all 10 are released. If you don't, if you yeah. don't, if you don't have that sort of financial support, then you got to do it like step at a time. Yeah, I think that scenario you just laid out though is like ideal. Oh yeah. Oh, that's super Obviously. ideal. <clears throat> that way, everything just plops at once. Yeah. Like know, the like- launch of some game is happening today. You can buy any piece of the game on MetaZone, and you can deploy any piece that you want, and you can start like playing the game. Mm-hmm. But man, imagine people—you know—a company spends like a million bucks developing ten different metas, like in in like animations. Yeah, but 3D that's, that's what they do, though. That's literally what game companies do. That's but true. That is what they metas. do. It's It's literally just the game. Well, it's a game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking game. Yeah, like you could go, you could literally like watch the, watch Dude. an Animal Crossing trailer right now. Yeah, it's literally like everything you see in that trailer can be a meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this because I've been watching that fucking trailer for like days now. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, you know, so. emulator, right? Yeah. 
So, I, and I see that. <clears throat> but you're right. You know, but, one but thing that <laughs> one thing we we kind of like gloss over is how much money it takes to make a game. You go look at yeah. rock stars with like GTA Five. They spent like one point five billion dollars on making that game, dude. What? Yes. I didn't know that. Or it's either one point five or either one hundred fifty million. But they ended up making like a yeah, billion dollars. Hundred fifty yeah. million dollars to make a game, dude. Dude, that's like making a movie. Same shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So way more profit. <laughs> yeah. Well, some some movies bank like that, but not often. But yeah. Yeah, man, it's an investment, dude. <clears throat> You're right, dude. That this industry is a motherfucker. Yeah. That's why they're not like in a rush to come like NFT the, the fuck out of their games. Dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because it's so expensive. Regardless. Well, yeah, they're making like insane money, dude. That's the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, like we've said this before, man. Like the shift's not going to happen until the gamers like understand like the value they're missing out on. But then it. That that's not the case yet because there is the value isn't there yet. Yeah, so it's up to us. Like we're still in that stage. We haven't created the value yet yeah. to like attract the gamers. So <clears throat> yeah, and I think like, Ethermon should. Yeah, I I think Ethermon is like the perfect like gameplay mechanic for Decentraland RPGs grinding. I agree. That's like the the icing of like. The, the greatest gameplay mechanic, perfect for Decentraland. I agree, man. I, I said this before, dude. Is there's, there is a percentage chance that Decentraland turns into Ethermon land. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, dude. Just because like the two mesh so well together, it just makes yeah. sense, you know. But yeah. but in reality, that's not gonna happen. Like I said, somebody's gonna if Ethermon is is successful. Which hopefully it is, and hopefully everybody listening is rooting that it is because it's just not for, not for not for like um so not for the Ethermon team or Metazone or, or yeah anybody. not for greed but for like if, for if the this shit works yeah if 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 Ethermon succeeds and like proves a successful new business model then that's that's when the gates open you know yeah other, that's when there are other developers they're gonna want to be a part of this ecosystem yeah we just created something new yeah they're gonna start thinking more (laughs) like us it's like i want to make a game i have the capabilities and the know-how to make this game but i gotta start thinking about what that first meta is gonna be so i can like fund this game or you know yeah something like that there's others out there too like uh the meteor guys they're on the right path yeah Uh, yeah rpg yeah eventually corona zombies is gonna be on that same path (laughs) yeah so like, this is part of it, man. Yeah, man, and we that, we got big things planned for for Corona Zombies. That we've that had is them planned. yeah, we've had them planned, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is going to turn into something bigger than we kind of originally thought, for sure. Definitely. I mean, you could still roll this thing out in phases, which we kind of already did. We have like the MVP out there already, like circulated. Yeah. But you could definitely improve the MVP. But yeah, it's not going to matter really. Like, what's going to matter is this, this actual rollout of the RPG element. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's what's going to make it into like its own. Yeah. Like, I call it like like a triple A Decentraland title. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, Eat Them On is a triple A Decentraland yeah. title. I think it's the first. Yeah. I so, yeah, I totally agree. Eat Them On is triple A. Yeah. So, if we'll we could make a triple A title, I'd be really impressed. 
Yeah, and I would I think, too. I think we can. Uh, I I just we got a lot of things to settle first, <laughs> like for sure. Yeah. We got we need all the fires put out, like you know. Yeah, man, dude. Every morning we spend at least a couple of hours putting out fires, and it's uh, <laughs> it's like it's constant. Intense. It's constant a yeah. barrage. I haven't even heard from Oscar in like two weeks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like you're fucking hey, dude. Oh shit. He's like locked away, man. <clears throat> That's but, uh, hilarious. But yeah, dude. Uh yeah, let's But it's not like not like things are collapsing or anything. It's no, just, no, it's, it's, it's just he's tough, busy. It's tough out there. Yeah, he's very busy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh that's been the block runner for the last hour and ten minutes for the most part. Yeah, we're just catching up on old times. Yeah. We did a little mini stroll down memory lane. We kind of like compared where we were four months ago to where we are now. Feel like a lot has happened years ago, in four man. months. Yeah, it's insane, right, dude? Four months ago, man, this shit started. Yeah. Ridiculous. Literally. <laughs> Fucking insane. But yeah, yeah, here we are. We're not going anywhere. Still not going anywhere, man. Imagine yeah. that. That's right. Make sure you follow us at The Block Runner and also at Metazone IO. I know Ironman's dropping some, some fire videos of each of the metas, so... Uh yeah um, keep yeah yeah, yeah let's keep up with that because that's really that's really valuable especially even for like the meta pages so we're we're also oh. gonna be incorporating like YouTube videos on that's MetaZone right. page yeah like all these snippets like by default the ones I create I guess are gonna be the default like video links to all these metas yes and so the but creator I, you have the option to like just straight swap them out with whatever the fuck you want though yeah. Yeah, we want the creators to, if they want to, make a YouTube video, like a little trailer for their creation. Um, yeah. It's up to them. Like, Yeah, like go to Steam right now, look at their marketplace. It's Everything has a little has a trailer, video. you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's same thing. Yeah, same thing. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for joining us every week. And uh, and and also visit the, uh, the roundtables with Frankie. It's at 10 p.m. UTC on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, it's live. And, I mean, there's always, every single week, there's always stuff to talk about. So, definitely go there. Um, yeah, I normally don't say much there just because, like, I'm, I'm not too good in that group environment. Like, it doesn't feel natural to me as it does, like, a one-on-one conversation. So, I'm usually just, like, silent observer. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I, I missed this, but um, – was open talking about getting together in Las Vegas, like once COVID is like lifted oh, yeah. or what? He said he can make it happen. He lives in Vegas, and you know he's Dude. all tatted up and shit. So he sounds like <laughs> he sounds like the type of guy who can make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is badass. That'd I threw be cool. out the idea of having a Decentricon, like a Decentraland <laughs> Con, yeah, in Las Vegas one day. Like whatever things are like, you know, calm down, like vaccinated. That. Yeah, that's that's phase one. <laughs> phase <laughs> phase two is like you know we have to have a reason to have a Decentricon. Like there's got to be like I said, tons of AAA titles out there in Decentraland. Yeah. So we could all like have their own kiosk. They could have their own kiosk. Like you have Ethermon. Oh yeah. Section. You're gonna have a Corona Zombie section. Damn. You know people are gonna dress up like their favorite Ethermons and shit. It's gonna be yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And then once all that's done, we're going to go party it up in the clubs, dude. Oh, dude. Hell yeah, man. 
Dude, in Vegas? I'm calling it now, dude. I'm oracleizing this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm calling the future, dude. It's going to happen. Give well, us like two to five years. Well, there it is, man. We'll end it on that. And uh, hope, hopefully you guys join us at Decentricon in, in about, what, 12 months? <laughs> 12 to 48 months. <laughs> yeah. Give All us right, a dude. window. Yeah, thank All you, right, guys. Man. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner. Yeah.